Previously on Return Home. My name is Jonathan Barker. After five years away, I returned to my hometown of Melancholy Falls after receiving a mysterious phone call. Home, Jonathan. Return home. Along with my best friends, Buddy and Amy, I found that larger forces were at play. I was a pawn for the Society of Shadows in their fight against the coming darkness. Serve the shadows! Serve the shadows! shadows. So far, our encounters with the problems of Melancholy Falls have been less than normal. But sometimes, the normal problems are the worst ones. My name is Miranda. I'm Jonathan's wife. We don't know what comes next. And I'm not even sure if we are in this together. Seriously, we just became an episode of Scooby-Doo. It is now time to return home. expecting anyone? Not that I know of. Jonathan! Wait, do we know her? I knew I'd find you here. What the hell are you doing here? Well, I kept calling and no one ever answered, so I figured I would just come out here myself. Don't you think that if someone isn't answering your calls, they don't want to talk to you? Well, that explains who's been calling. We both know that's not an acceptable nor decent response to the situation, Jonathan. Situation? There is no situation. You need to go. Now. Can't you just take five minutes and hear me out? Absolutely not. You need to go home. Home? I flew all the way out from California to talk to you. Then you should get on a plane and go back. Is everything okay here? Yeah, do we need to jump in and separate you both? I'm sorry, where are my manners? This is not a good way to break the ice. Who even are you? She's leaving. That's who she is. Don't listen to him. Surely he's mentioned me before, yes? No. My name is Miranda. I'm Jonathan's wife. His His what? Buddy and Amy stared at me, waiting for an explanation, but it was Miranda who broke the silence. His wife. Yeah, we heard you the first time when you said it like six months ago. What do you mean, wife? As in, dearly beloved, till death do us part, as long as you both shall live. She means ex-wife. Oh, it's not official until I sign the papers, sweetie. What are you doing here, Miranda? What kind of fresh hell do you want to cast upon my life now? Now, that's no way to speak to a loved one, Jonathan. You're right. I wouldn't be speaking that way if I was talking to a loved one. You're not. Okay, but she's your wife? Ex-wife. Semantics, Johnny. Jesus, for all your talk of us trusting each other again, you'd think you would mention that you were married. Yeah, this is kind of a big deal. Like, hi, how are ya? It's been five years. Good to see you. By the way, I'm married. Okay, not fair. What about all the things you haven't told me about? Like all that stuff with the fortune cookies. What about fortune cookies? Being married is definitely way more of an important detail to impart on your best friends than fate telling fortune cookies, Johnny. This is so not cool. Yeah, what the hell else have you been keeping from us? Look, guys, the reason I didn't- No, I don't want to hear your explanations or your excuses. This is beyond that. Amy. No, dude. We made a promise to each other. We were in this together. No secrets, no lies. This- This goes beyond breaking that bond. This is just so... Jonathan Bo. 
this is so not the time. Your presence is requested. Seriously? I'm sorry, is no one else going to mention the fact that this man's eyes went black and a strange voice is now emanating from his mouth? What do you want, Whispers McGee? Come to the Society of Shadows Cave at once. We're kind of in the middle of a thing right now. Time is of the essence. Yeah, well, it's gonna have to wait. The fate of humanity hangs in the balance. Ugh, fine. Just tell them we'll be there shortly. This is just so unfair! Wait, why is everyone staring at me? And he's alright now? What is going on here? Look, we're gonna have to curb this discussion until later. Right now, we need to get to the cave. No, you need to get to the cave. But the whispers said- They said your name, your presence, not ours, you. Amy, come on! No, I don't want to hear it anymore. Did I get possessed again and I missed it? What happened? Jonathan's going, we're not. We're not? He wants to keep secrets, then he can keep them on his own. I won't be a part of it any longer. Amy. I mean, to be fair, she's right, dude. You messed up big time. But they need us. And we don't need you, because clearly you don't need us. Oh, guys, come on. I can explain. Save it. Let's go, buddy. Amy walked away from us, leaving Buddy to look at me sadly. I wasn't sure what to even say to him, because nothing I can think of would make anything better. I am really disappointed in you, Johnny. I thought you changed. I guess I was wrong. Oh, and you should probably find somewhere else to sleep tonight. Buddy and Amy got into the car and drove off. I watched the car until it was out of sight, heading off toward who knows where. Is this a bad time? Look, whatever you're here for, it's gonna have to wait. There's something I gotta go do. At this cave place? Do you mind telling me what's going on? It's a long story, and quite frankly, I just don't have it in me to explain right now. Jonathan? Jesus, Miranda, not now, okay? I gotta go. I I'll call you later, and then we can talk about whatever it is you're here for. Okay. Okay, so this is really bad timing, but do you mind giving me a ride somewhere? They kind of took my car. Sure, you can fill me in on the way. After Buddy and Amy took off, I got into Miranda's car as she drove us both to the Society of Shadows cave. Though I tried to fill her in on the basics of what's been going on, my mind was elsewhere. I'd done my best to be honest with my friends since I've been back, but this was one subject I wasn't even sure how to begin to tell them about. I never expected Miranda to show up, let alone it all blow up on my face like I did earlier. But with whatever urgent needs the Society had, my tumultuous personal life would have to wait. Ouch! Are you okay? Sorry, it's a little dark in here. And people live here? I'm not actually sure if they live here exactly, but they're definitely here, like, almost all the time. I'm still not believing this whole thing. Yeah, well, you're about to. Ah, Mr. Barker, thank you for coming. And Miss Reynolds, I appreciate you. Wait a moment, you're not Miss Reynolds. Who are you? Hi there, I'm Miranda, Jonathan's wife. Ex-wife. What? Don't ask. Now's not the time. You must be Zane, right? Jonathan's told me a little bit about you. I... Uh, I'm... <clears throat> Why am I here, Zane? But... Zane! Sorry, this is a lot to take in. Just give me a moment to... <sighs> right, where was I? The fate of humanity lies in the balance and all that. Ah, uh, yes. We found something of grave importance. Something that threatens the very fabric of reality and puts us all in danger. That's kind of redundant, isn't it? What is? 
If it threatens the fabric of reality, then by default it puts us all in danger, right? Yes. Well, semantics of the English language are the least of my concerns right now. What is my concern is the tear. What the hell is a tear? The tear in reality. The threat we're facing. There is someone here I think you'd better meet. Stephen, come meet Jonathan. Well, well, well. As I live and breathe, the famed Jonathan Barker. From within a dark corner of the cave, a man I had never seen before stirred. He was apparently standing there the entire time, but he was wearing a black button-up shirt and dark dress pants, so it was no wonder I hadn't seen him earlier. His dark-rimmed glasses hid eyes that looked both pained and wise. When he extended his hand toward me, I felt a pit in the bottom of my stomach rise up. Go on now. I won't bite. Who the hell is this, Zane? This is Stephen Lundy, the first leading knight of the Order of Billeth. And Mrs. Barker. I am enchanted to make your acquaintance. She's not Mrs. Barker. <laughs> oh, charmed. Zane, who is this guy? When we asked you to return home, it was at the behest of fighting off the coming darkness, yes? The threat that has been looming in the background, preparing ourselves for centuries, as the prophecy foretold. Okay, what about it? The coming darkness, it's not an it, it's a her. It has a name, and her name is Billeth. So, so wait, uh, are you saying what I think you're saying? Yes. In simplest terms, the Order of Billeth are the heralds of the coming darkness, and Stephen is their, for lack of a better term, leader. Hang on a second. So, the thing that we've been fighting against for so long has a secret organization that is fighting for her return, and you invite them into your living room? Now, before you get up in arms about it, allow me to explain. Explain? Why didn't you ever explain about them before? Why didn't you ever explain that you had a wife before? She's not my wife! And what the hell is he doing here? Why don't we just get him now and end this? It's not as easy as you think, dear boy. I don't know, it seems pretty cut and dry to me. The enemy of our enemy is our friend, Jonathan. And that is true now more than ever. Stephen is here negotiating a truce, of sorts. One in which both sides lay down their arms to unite against a common threat. I don't know, you made this coming darkness, this billet thing, whatever the hell it's called, out to be a pretty big deal to begin with, so what can be worse than that? The tear, Jonathan. The tear in reality. The one that will certainly bring us to ruin unless we stop it. You guys keep talking about this tear. What are you talking about? There are other worlds than these, Jonathan. Other places. Other whens. What the hell is that supposed to mean? Like the multiverse theory? Yes, exactly like that, my dear. Oh, she is as smart as a whip, Jonathan. I quite like your wife, dear boy. She's not my wife. A and what are you talking about? The multiverse theory is purely hypothetical, but it claims that there are multiple separate universes out there, including the universe in which we live. Indeed. Together, these universes comprise everything that ever existed. The entirety of space, time, matter, energy, the physical laws of nature, and the constants that describe them. I am so lost right now. Parallel universes, Jonathan. We are not alone here. There are other yous, other me's, everyone's, many of them, infinite numbers, beyond your comprehension. So, what are these other universes coming to get us or something? Not quite. The alternate universes are just to give you a baseline explanation. On their own, they are quite harmless. Remember the portal on Blunter Avenue? Yeah, with that monster that killed you. Wait, what? Long story. 
Well, while we originally thought that small window into another world was quite benign, it turns out we may have been wrong. When it reacted to your talisman, it may have unintentionally set off a chain of events that led to this incident. But to get back to your question, the other universes are not the problem. This threat comes from... between them. Between universes? Between them is a place that shouldn't exist. You see, the universes are so plentiful that they rub up right against each other. We may not be able to see them with the naked eye, but they are there at all times with just a thin veil between them and us. But this place between them that shouldn't exist, somehow it is there. But worst of it is that there is something alive there, something in that vast void of nothingness, something that never was, never will, and never shall exist. And yet, it does. And this never was? That's the threat? If it's not supposed to exist, then how do you even know it does? Because we do. That tear in reality, it leads to the place where this thing lives, that place that shouldn't exist. And this never was, as you called it. If it broke through that tear, if it sets foot in our reality. If something that shouldn't exist suddenly does, it will tear the fabric of the world apart. And not just ours, right? All of them? Yes. While it's all based on hypotheticals and theoreticals, the prevailing theory is that it would take some time for everything to break down. But sure enough, if that thing gets out, well, we'd better find a way to put it back in. Why is the Never Was trying to get through this tear anyway? We're not sure. It seems like something is attracting it. We're not sure what yet, but we're working on it. And what about this guy and his order or whatever? If they're all so hell-bent on the coming darkness coming and reigning over us all, then why the hell do you even care about us? Because Billeth cannot shine her light down upon this world if there is no world left to shine her light down upon. Okay, fair point. So great, let's just go to this tear and stop this thing from coming through, yeah? An excellent idea. We have a team there now keeping an eye on the situation. Mrs. Buck... <laughs> Miranda, will you be joining us? I would like to, but... Jonathan? <sighs> I guess so. You've already come this far. Excellent. And the others? I don't think they'll be joining us today. But... Not now, Zane. Fine. Shall we then? Yes. Let's go see the tear. And try to stop this thing before it gets any worse. Return Home, Episode 25, A New Career in a New Town. You just listened to Part 1 of 3. It was written and produced by Jeff Heimbuck. It featured the vocal talents of Alyssa Ritorno, Forrest Orta, Steppy Kamei, Cleve Nettles, David Doris, and Jeff Heimbuck. The original musical score was by Corey Celeste. Want to find us on social media, buy Return Home merchandise, or support us on Patreon? You can find links for each in the show notes or on our website at returnhomepodcast.com. Questions? Comments? Want to invite Stephen Lundy into your living room too? Send us an email at returnhomepodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Until next time, pleasant dreams.